You're listening to 50 Plus a Tip, the show for strippers, ethical sluts, and other open-minded whores. Hi, lovelies. Welcome back to 50 Plus a Tip. I'm your host, Danica. And I'm Riley. So before we start, just a reminder, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe to 50 Plus a Tip podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're on pretty much everything, right? We are on everything. Yes. Yes. I think we are. You'll find us somewhere. Yeah, we'll be there. You'll be there. We'll meet. It'll be cute. <laughs> well, cute meet. Meet cute. Uh, and then also, yeah, don't forget to share the show with your friends, family. Your mom. Your dad. Tell I say hi. <laughs> Tell your dad I say hi. <laughs> See him those weekends. And um, what is up with you with your life updates, Riley? We're not going to mention that it's the season final. It's finale? the season file. What's finale? <laughs> the final. It is. It is the uh, season finale, episode 150, wrapping up season six. Very exciting. Um, what has been your, like, standout episode this season? Oh, my gosh. I feel like we've had some really good ones. Yes, we have. I had an absolute blast uh, talking to Rosie Skies in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, she did put out something saying that uh, dancing in, in Australia is actually way more fun than she made it seem on the podcast. Well, we made it seem on the podcast. Um, it was really cool talking about um, the legal brothels mm-hmm. in um, Nevada. Mm-hmm. Uh, those two like stand out to me off the top of my head how about you what have been some of your favorites um i really enjoyed talking to uh everyone yes. obviously we love you all uh, emma bardot i really really enjoyed it was a long yeah. episode it was a two-parter um just her experience as a uh, trans individual and a sex worker and um she was just really candid and i, I really appreciated that so I really, really enjoyed that one. Um, you know, it was interesting to have Bradley Love and uh, da- um, Danny DeVal on there because, you know, we don't get to talk mm-hmm. to couples that are both in the sex industry too often, nor have we really had a chance to talk to male strippers. So that was that was cool. That was episode 133. And Andrea Verhan as well, oh, yes. author of uh, Modern Horror. If you have not read the book, listen to the uh, audio book, absolutely do it. It is a great read, listen, whichever way you prefer to have your uh, literature read. <laughs> yeah. And that was episode 141 with yes. Andrea. And yeah, she is fantastic. I've had like a crush on her forever. Oh, so we were both stunning. like fangirling so hard. <laughs> um, yeah, really, really enjoyed talking to her. Honestly, like all of our interviews have been great. Um, Paige, um, founder of Piper on episode mm-hmm. 129 was super informative, especially about taxes. I know Taxes and accounting is kind of like this like scary thing that sex workers talk about in, in the void. So it was nice to kind of have someone break it down in a very like user-friendly way. Yeah. And I actually use them personally now for my bookkeeping and tax purposes. Yeah. And then I also, of course, always enjoy like our episodes together because, you know, it's Where a- Where it could have <laughs> yeah. Um, But yeah, I had to like relive experiences from the club so i don't want to yeah <laughs> truly it's not all i want to revisit there. <laughs> yeah not all i want to revisit but it's nice to have some like a catalog of like our experiences in the sex industry mm-hmm. unless they are used um elsewhere and then is solely for entertainment purposes only okay. <laughs> <laughs> um what about you what about life updates what's going on with you um i had all four wisdom teeth taken out so i wasn't actually working too too much uh since we last recorded 
three weeks ago now. Mm-hmm. I was feeling very ambitious in uh, recording a podcast episode, this podcast episode, for three days after yeah, a bold decision. Um, my wisdom teeth came out and I was going to push through, but we ended up rescheduling. Um, but I remember the day after I, I had all four taken out at the same time. And the day after you had asked me to work a gig with you and I... I was trying, I like took a photo of like how my face was and I was very swollen, but mostly I was lopsided. That was the best part. (laughs) That you're like, was it squeak word? But like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, it was just one side was super swollen and the other side wasn't. And I could not talk properly. Um, I couldn't really open my mouth. Um, And you and our other girlfriend, Nina, who was also on the podcast back on season two. Yeah, something like that. Um. Uh, came over to watch a movie all together and you took one look at me and you just like burst out laughing <laughs> it was very yeah cute. i was asked if i was collecting nuts for the winter <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it was a uh, good like how was the healing process though you healed pretty fast i feel like with no complications um yeah i didn't uh, they sewed up my sockets mm. um so that kind of helped a little bit and then I went in a couple days later to like get everything cleaned out to make sure everything was healing but it was fine it was mostly um the swelling and the pain that was yeah I average I think I'm sure mm. I had like a pretty normal experience um I had some good painkillers for a little bit but mm. I was back at university on the Monday um, mm-hmm. Just because I had a short day, I need one one hour, one and a half hour class, mm-hmm. um, and that kind of like took it out of me. But uh, like Tuesday, I stopped taking my painkillers because it made me a little woozy. Woozy. Uh, yeah. What about you? Life updates. Uh, back in school full time. <laughs> I know. How does it feel? Um, it. I, I hmm, do not love it. Yeah. Mostly, I feel like. I'm like a decade older than the kids in my class, uh, which I, actually that's not entirely true. There are definitely people that are older than me in the classes, but I think I'm mean, yeah, like I think I talked to this before. I'm just hard on myself, right? So yeah. I should like I should be completing my PhD now, like. But I also don't love the topics of my classes because my registration date was so late. I just kind of take whatever was available. Yeah, but um, my profs are really awesome. Um, I get along with them very well, probably because I'm closer to their age than, than <laughs> my classmates, but uh, they're very sweet. So um, that's fun. And it is fun to, like, be learning, I guess, yeah. <laughs> even though it's not exactly topics I care to learn about. Although I'm taking a gerontology class, and I very much enjoy that, which is, I like, the study of aging. You. Yeah, you I, actually su- I actually found all of your classes. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was talking to somebody, because, like, I'm older, too, in my class, and I was talking to someone, like, everyone in my class is, like, 23, like, mm-hmm. latest, because mm-hmm. now I'm in, you know, fourth-year classes as well. Um, and someone told me that I was the oldest uh, undergrad that they knew. And I was like, first of all, rude. <laughs> How do you met my friend? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're me not undergrad, bus. though. <laughs> no, I'm not undergrad. Um, but I think that the mentality is, like, really different in New Zealand. Like, I think I've noticed here people 
go to university straight out of high school mm-hmm. and then they just like do all of their schooling kind of back to back. And in New Zealand, it's really encouraged to do your uh, OE or overseas experience, um, either sort of like between high school and university or after university, like after doing your undergrad. Mm. Um, so it's really normal to have a wide range of ages at uh, university. And my mom didn't t- like, do her first degree until she was in her 40s and that was sort of like she wasn't like out of she wasn't an outlier in terms of the ages that was like out of the norm yeah crazy yeah definitely there was never even like a thought that I would take a year off my parents yeah but it's also just the mentality here it's like you get on this train and you just keep going do you think uh here definitely has more of like a hustler mentality than New Zealand does uh, yeah, I think so. Probably. I think North yeah. America in general just has that. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, I mean, North America is, like, very, um, like, corporate and capitalist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, even if you look at places in, um, you know, Europe, it's really encouraged to also take, like, a couple years off between mm-hmm. um get life experience yeah exactly like it's so like that's what's really important and like i mean new zealand's big but like we still have kind of like an islander mentality and in, mm-hmm. in terms of like a couple of things yeah well i'm back yeah. so <laughs> i'm proud of you uh yeah i uh it's very different the content i'm learning now like i'm my first degree was in psychology, which is more like, you know, science-based, like, mm-hmm. studies, et cetera. And then these ones are much more, like, philosophical-based. And I'm I'm struggling to – what I think is kind of, like – I don't know if you'd say, like, granola or, like, whatever, like, peace and love. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, game of words. Show me the statistics. Show me the facts. Like, show me the studies. So I kind of have to like switch my mindset a little bit when I'm writing papers, not be such like a hard ass. Um, like there's a reflection I had to sign and be like, how does this make you feel? I'm like, oh, uh, I feel <laughs> like I want to see a study on this. And I want to see facts yeah. <laughs> now. Uh, so, yeah, so that's a different uh, mentality that I'm used to, but mm-hmm. it's all good. And then um, to go with my... Uh, youthful attendance at a university, I started my retinol routine. <laughs> and I fucking hate, I have such a hate-love relationship with retinol because mm-hmm. I cannot stand the peeling process. And I always get back on my retinol. And then I, as soon as I start peeling, I'm like, nope. And I stop and I oh, well, go yeah. back to moisturizing. So I'm really struggling to like stick to it this time. And that's why my face is like, I'm like blinding people on the camera right now because Sorry. I have moisture so much moisturizer on my face right now that it's like shining Um, like a light bulb (laughs) what do you mean you go back to moisturizing like i I just stop right now entirely and just go back to like my usual moisturizing like serum routine for nighttime as well i I was gonna say you should be also using no no no, i do right now (laughs) i do yeah but i just that might be a problem i just go right back to just moisturizing and like my serums and that but no i'm really i'm gonna stick it through yeah the retinol this this time um because uh, my vanity will uh my long-term vanity will mm-hmm. trump my short-term vanity. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you? What about work updates? What have you been up to? Oh, I feel like I mean, yeah, I haven't been working too too much, but I just did a week on stage at one of the local clubs mm. and the week far outweighed the weekend. Like mm. Friday, Saturday were 
not like not my not good nights. Yeah. I had some really um frustrating stage shows of just like a lot of people and a lot of little money. Um <laughs> I had uh, a man fall asleep in my front row <laughs> while I was dancing. Yeah. There's no confidence booster like a man <laughs> falling asleep with your naked vagina in his face. Oh, and like, what do you do up there? But like, make a joke of it, right? Yeah. So I like woke him up, and I like pretended to stab myself in the heart, and like yeah. twist the knife. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, obvi- and then I talked to other people, and like, they had obviously been there since like midday, and were just super drunk and having caused problems before. Oh God! So they left after my show, and then my last show of the night, I had a man throw a toonie at me. <laughs> Um, to then, like, in order to get my attention, mm-hmm. to then hold a $20 bill in his mouth. Yeah. He's also 20. <laughs> yeah, like I know. <laughs> but, like, also he was, like, half climbing onto the stage trying to get to me. And so I just, I took the 20 out of his mouth. Because obviously you can't, yes, yeah. with my hand. <laughs> yeah. And then I would, like, dance by him. But I couldn't really, like, go to the edge of the stage because this man had like both of his hands and half of his torso on it um and then his claim (laughs) and then he would like put another 20 in his mouth and unfortunately this was kind of the only man that was like really tipping more than a five so i had to play the game you know (laughs) and then by like and and then he dispenser yeah (laughs) (laughs) and after he threw the toonie at me i like kind of ignored him for a little bit but it was just like and then it, it really beats you down you know and so my hassle was a little bit off on the floor, but uh, yeah, it was brutal. Ew. Yeah, that um, does not sound ideal. I have not been typically. I'll like I'll front load my months. Mm-hmm. Like I'll work a fuck ton at the start of the month, meet my goal, and then decide how much I want to work the rest of the month. So yeah, I front loaded September a lot. Made my goal like the first weekend. And then kind of was, like, picking and choosing when I'll work, which is the uh, luxury of being a sex worker. Yes. Um, But we – a while back we were at the club and I thought of this story and I was like, I'll bring this story to life because I had not uh, talked about it. I don't know if you remember it. But we were at the club and this guy was like, you know, I just – why I could not date either of you. Do you remember this? (laughs) No, but I (laughs) – And you just, like, kept going, like, we could not – date I could just not date you guys I could just not date you do you know why and you were like because you're not mad enough for us and he's like I'm not (laughs) (laughs) and like the like the honesty with which he like had that realization it was like I am in fact not not mad enough for this (laughs) and we're like okay well uh, yeah no shit (laughs) everyone here knew it but thank you for confirming that yeah but it was just funny the way he like executed it was like I'm not. I'm yeah. not. <laughs> truth, truth be told. Truth be told, I'm not. Um, they, uh, I also, this is back when I was at the club earlier in the, in the month, um, had a guy, this what bothers me, is like when people go want to go, oh, I just want to go for one dance, and they end up staying for like an hour, and it's like you could have just said up front like you want an hour, but no, you like yeah. want to play like you weren't going to be yeah. here. <laughs> so starts off as a regular dance. And he's like, oh, I just want one. And I'm like, okay. So we start the big dance. And at the end of the dance, I'm like on his lap. He's like, well, I could just do one more. And I'm like, okay, yeah. let's do one more. Anyways, get to like our fourth song. 
And then I'm like, do we want to do another one? And he's like, another one. Another one. <laughs> another one. <laughs> and then. Uh, Are we going to get sued? Because <laughs> I was. We sounded just like him. I, 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 actually, yeah. <laughs> it was us, guys. <laughs> it was us. Um, <laughs> no, I can't. Impossibly. Um, and uh, he's like, do you just want to like, do you just want to sit and then talk? And I'm like, okay, like. In the dance, he's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, we need to come more. Ends up going for an entire hour. And he's like, could I just... And he... <laughs> I was sitting on his lap. He, like, puts his hands under my legs and, like, turns me... Like a baby. Like a baby. Like a baby. Baby. <laughs> like, cradles me. So, like, my... His one arm is, like, underneath my shoulders. Yeah. His other arm is, like, underneath, hooked underneath my kneecaps. Like, he's carrying you across the threshold. Yes. After of being our, married. Of our wedding night. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and he's just, like rocks me oh okay now back to the baby <laughs> and it was i was so wildly uncomfortable of because course. he was a smaller man dude <laughs> so i was like he was like the same size as me <laughs> and i'm like okay <laughs> he's just like rocking me back and forth like, what did you guys talk about for an hour also he, when were you at the club without me no you were there oh you were there this is like a month ago you were there you were busy hustling your way through the night <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> getting two knees thrown at you <laughs> Jesus. um but yeah so just rocking me like a baby mm-hmm. for an hour and just talking about like oh how long have you lived here for where'd you come oh. from <laughs> like casual conversation it was very funny um but a very uncomfortable position to be my back hurts so bad I it's not good on the lower back no and then i had an, a couple well not a couple it was her boss come for a dance. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, my boss and I want to go for a dance with you. And I'm like, where's HR? <laughs> like, yeah. where's HR? And they're clearly inebriated. It's a fancy way of saying drunk. Liquored <laughs> <laughs> up. Liquored up. <laughs> Lucy goosey. And I'm going for the dance. And as typical, she's sitting on his lap. Unnecessary. Why am I here? Yeah. <laughs> So I'm, like, stepping away from them. Like, I have my back to them, and I'm, like, I don't even want to, like, partake in, like, yeah. whatever this weird boss employee inappropriateness is happening. So I am dancing my back towards them, have, like, an up about a foot between us. So I'm, clearly, they're not there for me. Clearly, yeah. they just want, like, some alone time in a room and, like, for her to give him a lap dance kind of thing. So I'm just, like, kind of, like, swaying <laughs> in front of them. Sexy seaweed. <laughs> and then I just hear, like, moaning. No. Instantly, no. And she's wearing a skirt. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) And that boss was definitely, like, doing something. Yeah. No. Fingering. (laughs) Was it? Fingering. It was fingering. (laughs) It was digital penetration. The the AMSR you never asked for. (laughs) Yeah, the digital penetration of it all. And then I just turned around. I was like, hey, guys. Like, so you actually can't do that here. (laughs) But, like, maybe your office is open. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you have the keys. You're her boss, right? (laughs) Because you understand how problematic this is. Yeah. So I was like, hey, guys. Like, yeah. Like, um, (laughs) hey, guys. I'm still here. And you can't do that. So I was like, hey, you're actually going to get me fired. Like, I can't have, like, anything sexually happening here. Um, But, like, thank you so much for this dance. And I, like, kind of, like, shooed them away. And I was like, I just want to know in the morning how she feels. You know, like. Yeah. Th- like inappropriate, 
I literally have to be like, what is your firm called? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to leave a Can little anonymous tip. Card? Yeah, I'm going to leave a little anonymous tip that your boss is extremely inappropriate and we are suing him. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Speaking of AMSR, um, I have had like a couple of people this past week that just feel the need to like whisper in my <sighs> ear as I give a dance. Ugh. And one guy was just like, and I apologize if this, well, it's going to creep you out. So I apologize. But it was like, wow, this can't be real. I must be dreaming. You're an angel. Wow. Wow, am I dreaming? This can't be real. Like the entire dance. Oh, God. Yeah. It was unnecessary. Like, no. Stop whispering. <laughs> <laughs> You're not. Stop whispering. No one else can hear us. The music is very loud. You could talk at a regular volume. Why, why are we whispering? <laughs> it was just like that over and over again. Uh, and also this week, this week has just been a real weird vibe. It has been actually. Yeah. I had and this is why I front load, so I don't yeah. have to deal with the weird weeks. I yeah. Should have, could have, didn't. <laughs> um I had two people, because obviously when you finish a dance, you say, you know, Fuck thanks. Off. This was oh, it's yeah. many <laughs> get wrecked. <laughs> that was this many dances, so it's this much plus whatever you'd like to tip. Or like plus a tip. Fifty plus a tip. <laughs> wow you're an angel <laughs> you are dreaming give yeah. me a dream <laughs> um and i had like two people back to back give me the money and then of course if they give you the money without a tip you're just mm, do you want to leave a little tip i had two people be like mm, no <laughs> that's so cringe <laughs> no so then i doubled down obviously and i was like well you look like a man who tips your server and i did way more than your server did and then i got a tip <laughs> oh yeah and i long ago i stopped being ashamed of being like give me more money yeah because <laughs> you know what Clo- my saying closed mouth don't, don't get, get fed. fed so but ask yeah, tips absolutely tips three times <laughs> yeah double down <laughs> um like a man gaslighting you double down <laughs> oh man we do we do we no. dive into that situation no, that'll be a comeback for season four <laughs> yeah Oh, we had some experiences yeah. this past week with uh, men gaslighting the fuck or trying to. Yeah. Saying, oh, yeah, was please wild. no, we have receipts. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, um, okay. Oh. Do, you, do we just like <laughs> harmonize? harmonize? <laughs> um, <laughs> stop. Oh, Why are you so obsessed with me? Uh, okay. Do you also remember? Uh, working a gig and you know what i <laughs> no, love i block them out every time. every time i've ever worked in my life <laughs> um i love working for alberta guys and we went far and wide and we found a gig for alberta guys in bc <laughs> we'll find you <laughs> and they were so funny and this one guy like is this we did a- the chinese food or the six hours chinese food okay cool six hours yeah because we have a story about that too okay remind me that one later but Oh, no, it was eight hours. Oh, you're right. Yeah, eight hours. And I do have a story with that. <laughs> yes. But no, um, this one was the Chinese food. But yeah. uh, so we like, they were all like super chill, calm, like fun, whatever. Do our routine, do our show. Great, great guys. Like kind, yeah. generous. Had a lot of Chinese food. That a lot of Chinese us. food. And so. they were all like not eating. And no. I was like, I will eat all of this. Yeah. <laughs> with me. Yeah, we got, we showed up and we got... Fed. <laughs> I love it, which is truly my favorite thing. Fed and financed are yeah. my two favorite things Oof. to get. 
Sometimes fucked, but yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. So look at me getting free, uh, fee, free feet in the video. <laughs> Sign up to a Patreon. <laughs> it's not free. <laughs> um, but yeah. So he, one of the guys, just kind of makes a comment about like getting peed on. Yes, and you and I both were like, absolutely. <laughs> like, it's like that. Like like. The sound that like only dogs can hear. It's yeah. like when talks about like golden showers, you and I are like, boop, my like, ears like pop up. And then he's like, kind of like, yeah, I kind of want to, like, but like, I like, why not? Like, let's do, let's get fucking weird. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I love that. Like, let's get fucking weird. And then he kind of like got stage fright, like, didn't want to do it, whatever. And then he was like talking to his friends after. He's like, honestly, he's like, I kind of want them to shit on me, <laughs> but apparently you have to like pre book it. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes and then he turns and he goes what did you guys eat today <laughs> ew the Chinese food you just fit us <laughs> yo is this why the Chinese food's here because <laughs> it runs through us <laughs> it's like yeah you pre-planned this for sure yeah but uh if no, you, it's so funny yeah, yeah apparently like, the way he's like so disappointed like Ugh, apparently I have to pre-book it <laughs> yeah <laughs> to get a shat on yeah oh I love that I know. I wish he had gone through with the golden shower. Me too. There was like three of us. He wanted us all to pee on him. Yeah. And I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I could do shit. Absolutely not. Just because I, one, I really don't do number two a lot. Like, which is like, everyone that kind of knows me knows that. Like, I just like don't. And my ex-boyfriend was like very concerned. He's like, you don't poo like a normal person. Like, normal people poo more. And I'm like... <laughs> I think I'm fine. I'm regular for me. This is my regular. <laughs> Once a week is regular. <laughs> Once a year, my get- annual poop. <laughs> <laughs> and then like my you dad. You look so skinny after that. <laughs> you don't even recognize me. <laughs> and then like my dad would always be like, that's why um, your eyes go brown because you're so Ew. bullshit. <laughs> but like in reference to like when I would like be like fucking around like lying or like, yeah. you know, like joking about something. He's like, you're so full of shit. That's why your eyes are brown. I was like, they're Hazel. Asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Asshole. (laughs) Asshole. Um, But yeah, so I don't know if I could just like pop and squat, but (laughs) (laughs) I could pop, lock and drop it. (laughs) Very different. (laughs) Um, Okay, yes, this eight hour gig. You and I got booked for a gig eight hours from the get go. And yeah. usually that's not. Usually buys book like two whatever hours and then like add on hours. Four and you max. Could, yeah. And then you could like add on. You could be there for like 20 hours potentially. But like you don't usually lock in. Yeah. And we locked in. And then like good group of girls working. Dope group of guys. Like younger. Very nice. Like and I come down the stairs. Like I get changed coming down the stairs. And this guy like like almost like flips the table <laughs> rips over himself to introduce you like to introduce him to you himself so to you he's that like way? hi what's your name and I'm like, i literally <laughs> was like i literally backed away i was like holy fuck i was like hi <laughs> you good i like say my name or whatever he introduced himself and then he kind of goes away and then like about like 20 minutes later i'm sitting standing in the kitchen and i see him talking to another guy and i can tell they're talking about me because I can, like, see them talking to him look over. So I just, like, turn and just, like, stare back at him. And I'm like, <laughs> yes? Like, what do you want? And then, like, about, like, five minutes later, I'm, like, sitting at the kitchen table kind of by myself. Because, I don't know, you must have, like, left for a minute. <laughs> so I was alone. <laughs> and he comes up and he's like, oh, you're sitting alone. Um, I thought I'd come join you. And I was like, I liked it. Can you please fuck off? <laughs> and he was like, oh, and, like, got up to leave. I was like, I'm just kidding. And he's like, oh, okay. 
I think that was the moment he fell in love. Yes. And then, like, one of the girls comes up to me later. She's like, hey. She's like, so that guy's, like, obsessed with you. She's like, he's telling everyone downstairs how he's, like, simping so hard for you. He wants you to dom the fuck out of him. And I'm like, <laughs> perfect. And also this man, this is, like, a 6'4", very handsome, handsome very handsome man, which is, like, you cannot ask for more. Tall, well-built, good-looking. Mm-hmm. And he wants to be my little bitch. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> that is yes. the trifecta right there. <laughs> that is. I just came. Um, and so, yeah. So then we're like, going, he's like following me around all night. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like not really getting attention. I'm like. He's like kneeling down beside us. We're making fun of him for that. Oh, yeah. Because I was to like, get, get us food. Because <laughs> like, yeah, like they ordered food for us. Because like a good take note for people that hire sex workers, feed us. Yeah. You, we will love you. So they ordered like a bunch of food for us. We're eating outside and he comes. And he's like, did you need this? And he, like, comes, like, literally kneels down on one leg and, like, hands me. I can't remember what it was. I think it was, like, a salad or something. I was like, thank you. And then he stayed there. I was like, why are you still here? Yeah, also, you forgot the cutlery. <laughs> and he forgot the cutlery. And then someone else got it. He's like, what are they getting you? <laughs> like, the cutlery you forgot, bitch. <laughs> he was just so playing into it. And it was so fun and cute. And it was just such, like, a good time. Like, the eight hours flew by. And then... um, We went for a dance with him. And you were dancing on a guy beside. And I was dancing on him. And so, I was like, yeah, this was uncomfortable. Oh, I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was the first dance we did. So I wasn't even going to share that, but okay, now that you brought it up. Um, I was dancing, and I really wasn't doing the most. Like, I will be honest, when the dances, I'm, like, really throwing it back. And the dances where I'm, like, very, like, whatever. It was a very whatever dance. And he literally was like, oh, oh fuck. Oh, oh fuck. And I was like, did this man just just himself? No, no. I was like dancing for this guy next to us. And we're like locking eyes, like me and the guy that I'm dancing for. And we're like definitely trying not to laugh. And then all of a sudden, your man goes, oh, no. And I was like, this man's came, came in his pants. Like, <laughs> you do not say like, oh, no. He didn't, thank God. But he was just very <laughs> into the dance of me really doing nothing. And then... We went for a dance another time later. And again, you're always in the room with me. So you're dancing on someone else. Absolutely. I'm dancing. And um, I'm dancing. And I look up and he like turns his head away, like avoids eye contact. Mm -hmm. And I was like, (laughs) so I turned to you and I'm like, (laughs) I was like, someone's cooked here. (laughs) And he's like, what? And I was like, excuse me? And he's like, you're right. Sorry. And then he like, because like, obviously like that, like it's going around TikTok, someone cooked here. I mean, like someone's trained them before. Because like, that's a very like sub thing to do that like most people don't like instinctually do, like Mm -hmm. to avoid eye contact with me. It could have also just been because he was intimidated. Terrified of me. That man was terrified of me in the best way possible. And I love that. I love men being scared of me. And then, um, and then, yeah. Um, Did we mention that before? The girl telling me that she's scared of me? I'm sure we have, babe. It's a a recurring theme for you. (laughs) No, in a good way. I was saying something about, like, I didn't feel hot. And she's like, you are so pretty, it's scary. (laughs) You're like, ooh. Two two things I like to be, hot and scary. (laughs) Hot and terrifying. Those are my two favorite things about me. (laughs) So, yeah. So Also, the same guy um, from this party... We were, you asked to borrow his uh, oh. sweater <laughs> and he really cool. runs upstairs to grab it for you. He's like, this, it's a really nice sweater. And <laughs> he comes back down and like all of a sudden this like smell hits us. So strong. Of and cologne. we were like, did you like spray this sweater in cologne? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I 
want her to smell like me. <laughs> it was so cute. Uh, okay, so at the same party, mm-hmm. because this guy was like simping so bad, we got to talking about your amazing client who likes uh, cock and ball torture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we were chatting and there was four of the guys there with us. And they were like, oh, you know, like, do people actually like like that? I, I, I don't think I could get into that. Like guys are kind of not really understanding it. And then um, I was like, okay, there's four people here. And the thing about me is I love a lie. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, well, you know, like statistically, one in four people actually enjoy cock and ball torture. And then I just stare at the four guys <laughs> waiting. And then all of a sudden was like, well, I, mean, <laughs> I found him. Found him. You found your 25%. Yeah. Also, not a real statistic. Uh, it is now. Yeah. I, I just proved it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I actually just proved it. <laughs> Uh, I love it so I love a lie yep and I love a simp yeah (laughs) Um, okay we also had some great polls this last week and we're just gonna recap what I said someone wrote in asking about an input on escorts coming to the club so they wrote in saying have you talked about escorts who do not work for that strip club coming in and trying to pick up men and then taking them out of the club I'm curious to know what the dancers have to say I see it as bad because it takes tippers from the girls actually actively working in that club as well as the bar. But then I think, like, is it wrong to police where an escort can pick up a client? So we put it on out in the um, Instagram world and had a bunch of people respond to it. So we pulled some of those. Mm-hmm. If you want to. You guys did deliver. So here we go. Fuck no. It's not policing. It is the one place that it, that it is unacceptable to go and do that. Myself and all my dancer friends find it frustrating. Get Johns elsewhere. Never seen that before. I've only experienced escorts bringing men into the club and booking girls in the club during their own bookings. Most escorts won't take men from the club. I've never had that problem. The escorts I've seen usually come in with clients and make it rain. Yes, it's happened to us and our management slash dancers hate it. There's a million places to escort out of that's not fucking over other sex workers. Going into a club and taking them out is taking away strippers' clientele. It's wrong. I think it's only mildly okay at the very, very, very end of the night, like last 15 minutes. I understand why they do it, but please don't. You're, you're scabbing our money by doing it. I'm personally not a fan. We don't try and take your customers, so don't do to us. Chase those bitches out. I think it's really disrespectful, especially since we have to pay to be there. It's dealing customers. This is so interesting because as someone who has only been stripping, I can see how this would be inappropriate. But on the other hand, I think of all the customers I've encountered who always ask for sex and don't want to buy dances. And I think to myself, if there's a girl here that's happy to offer that to him, then why not? It's not like an escort would be stealing the business from me because that customer is already looking for something else and is usually just wasting the stripper's time or just ignoring it, annoying to dance for. I hate it. It gives the club a bad reputation and puts unfair standards on other girls. Girls get fired for this at the clubs I've worked at. It's bad etiquette on the escorts part to poach our customers. I've never seen this happen. They come in with their sugar daddies, though, and tip fat money. I think it's poaching customers. I think it's an unwritten rule not to steal clients from the club. It's different if you bring your client to the club and then leave with them. I personally can't stand it. Never mess with 
with other girls' money. That's so. There's so many places to do it. As an escort, I think this is so wrong. I never come to your territory to poach. Once I went to the club with an escorting client and I made him spend on the, all the other dancers. As an escort, I think this is so wrong. We should respect each other's workplace. I'm a stripper and an escort, and I agree with the girls in the club that it is not the place to find full-service clients. I think it's dangerous dancers, and it's unfair to mess with their bag. I think respect goes both ways, not so much policing, but protecting other sex workers. There's enough girls working the floor. We don't need outside workers taking customers. Um, escorts do not belong in clubs and undercut the money for the dancers. An escort only belongs in a club if she's brought a trick in to spend a bag on dancers. I'm sort of torn because on one hand, I think if a guy is looking for full-service sex work, there's only so much he was going to spend on strippers anyway. But then again, that's not bulletproof logic either. And I want escorts to be safe, and but I know... But I also want strippers to make their money. It's also risk, risks the club getting raided, fined, shut down, etc., and puts everyone at risk. But only because of their of laws I fundamentally disagree with. Ugh, it's such a problem that doesn't have to exist. It's bad for strippers if they get them to leave. If they don't, it's a gamble if they'll make money. I think it shouldn't be any dancer's issue, and if it's an issue, a manager should deal with it only if it's becoming a risk for their bar being closed down. Otherwise, a girl's got to make her money just like everyone else. We pay the house fee and have to act to have to access. Oh my gosh! We pay house fees to have access to clients, undercutting business and changing client expectations if they're coming in. Not cool. They can work anywhere. We have the club, and that's it. Keep it out of the strip clubs. It takes money away from us dancers. I'm tired of being asked for sex almost every lap dance. I feel like escorts coming in only reinforces that a strip club is where you can buy sex if you ask every girl. Go to a casino. Absolutely not. It's called etiquette. We're poaching your place. Don't poach us. We're not poaching your place, I think it's supposed to read. It's trash behavior. You can literally go anywhere else. I'm okay with it if they're respectful and, and encourage clients to come back and get dances before going. If your hustle doesn't affect my hustle, I don't give a fuck. Be discreet and tip us while doing this, please. I don't know if this person is local or not, but I also have no clue about current day working relations between strippers and escorts. But with regards to Vancouver, back in the 60s and 70s, a large part of the escorting was done out of the, and then a certain club here in Mm -hmm. Vancouver. The dancers would dance and the escorts would sit along on the booths along the back wall. It was a symbiotic relationship between dancers and escorts. The patrons would watch dances and then go for blowjobs. Uh, one stop shop, if you will. It wasn't until the late 70s when the VP raided the strip club and the hotel across the street that drove prostitution into the streets and created all the strolls in the West End. I've worked in both clubs and escorting for almost 10 years, and there's never been any overlap. Clients who want dancers go to the clubs. Clients who want full service go to a parlor or an independent sex worker operating outside of the club. In my experience, there's little overlap with clients too, as both are completely different services. This does happen more in country-slash-cities where strict and unfair regulations and laws on advertising full full service, in in which case the laws and regulations are the issues, not the escorts. This happened at my club last weekend. An entire table of dudes who were buying dances came to a screeching halt when two babes who didn't work there swooped in and spent the next two hours trying to finesse them. I wouldn't make confrontation over it, but it's definitely bad etiquette. I'd rather have them come into the club with their date, but it didn't stop to 
stop a regular from seeing what was happening and tried taking it as a bouncer because even he was like, this is fucked up. They're taking money from the dancers here. To me, it's like going to a dress shop, talking openly about a customer who, about how your dresses next door are so much better and then taking them with you out of the one shop and into yours instead. Mm-hmm. What's uh, What's your take on it? Well, I think this last one that I just read, that I just read, like, uh, the thing is, this is talking about, like, that they don't overlap, but they do because yeah. we do see escorts like coming into the clubs. I mean, we've, I saw it like, I guess a month ago, I think there was someone mm-hmm. like walking around and just being really sort of obvious about it. Mm-hmm. And they were super drunk as well, which is like not the look. Um, I have no problem with like escorts coming into the club, but don't try and poach our clients and don't try and like steal you know, dancers as you, you know, your story just read, now you're taking money out of our pockets by like stopping people from buying dancers. Yeah. Um, Like, I feel like it would be the same as like, if someone was on Leo's list and then you like comment on their ad yeah, and was like, I'm a dancer. Like you can come get dances for me for cheaper than having sex with her. Yeah. Like you wouldn't go into their territory and like take customers. Yeah. So why is it okay the other way around? Also, like there are escorts that work at the strip club and like they should get first dibs on the customers yeah. in that strip club if they want to do extras after work. Like Yeah. They've they're paying to be there. They paid for this kind of like this like area. Yeah. Also, like for dancers who don't do any escorting, like it's really frustrating and like sometimes dangerous for people to come, like for customers to come into the club and expect that that's something that you're gonna be able to find. Um, and I feel like, you know, finding it from people who are like women who are coming into the club and just like blatantly offering it um, sets that precedent. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it is a little bit of an overlap. But I agree. I've also had like escorts come into the club with their customers as sort of like a little bit of a foreplay or like, you know, part of their um part of their booking which is always fun and you know but that's girls supporting girls and it does get to a problem when women are like actively cutting your grass mm-hmm. yeah i responded to the original uh, person who wrote in and i said this to them you need to offer only what is allowed at the club you're at if you want a brothel that's cool but you need to go work at one doing extras in a club where it isn't allowed not only makes men hostile to the women who don't but also inhibits the ability for a woman to sell a dance at the dance price if the guys know they get their dick sucked by another girl at the same club i also have a huge issue with clubs allowing escorts to come in and poach clients in the clubs take them home after the club closes okay sure but don't come into our club and use the club that we're paying to be at and steal mm-hmm. our customers Clubs need to step it up. I've noticed it getting worse since COVID. Lord knows the clubs don't give a shit about dancers making money. But hello, it's costing the club money too when the girls come in and take customers from their establishments. Do better. Yeah. Um, Did they respond? Sorry? Did they respond? Oh, they're like, yeah, I can can completely agree. Yeah. Um, Okay, we had another poll here. um, And this was the submission that came in. Hi, Danica and Riley. Greetings from Philadelphia. Love your show. What is the typical age range from strippers when they retire and move on to a different career. I'm thinking it's so much a professional athlete. Maybe you can discuss the similarities between profession, your profession and professional athletes. Also, is there a peak age range for strippers earning potential? I've observed that the traditional 9-to-5 jobs also have a peak earning potential typically in their 40s and 50s. The guys and gals who boost, boast about their high salaries may not realize that their income is also not guaranteed. I think it's called high beta wealth. People in the top 1% are not guaranteed to stay at that tier. So we had um, a few right in. Yes, we posted it to our listeners and the listeners gathered. 
Yes. The first one said, I know women who are almost 40 and still going strong. It's about how you take care of yourself. Some age better than others. Stigma changes, though. I think when you retire from being a stripper, it entirely depends on your appearance and ability to do the job. I made the most money as a full-service sex worker when I was the youngest and the skinniest. And then a little buff emoji. Mm. There is no typical. Sex workers wanted at any age. Not an age range. Depends on your vitality and what you want to do. Only one and a half years into stripping, but our careers can be so much longer than a professional athlete, and the peak age range is so individual. Time in the industry may be a factor, but some people are naturally great. Burnout plays a part. Time off work. So many variables. Mm -hmm. Oh, Jesus. I've been too much therapy to answer this. Did a man write this? (laughs) (laughs) And the last one here, never for me. You'll have to drag me off with my walker. (laughs) Yeah, I will never forget um, what Rachel Rampage says is that you have to uh, pry her cold dead hand off that pole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um what is your take on it? Yeah, I I do think that there is a lot of similarities um between uh professional athletes and professional dancers because that is what we are. Um there is sort of this perceived shelf life mm-hmm. of like when your body genetically, you have the most energy, you have the most stamina. However, that does not mean that there aren't outliers. You know, mm. there's people that are, you know, well past the quote unquote shelf life of a professional athlete that are still playing. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of dancers who are past the quote unquote shelf life mm-hmm. of, you know, what is expected. Um, I think it's really interesting the way that people talk about aging and money in the industry because you have um, the everyone's talks about how when you're a baby stripper, the first year you get that baby stripper money, which is going to be like the most you've ever made. Mm-hmm. But I, I have personally found that like, yeah, that was a really great year for me. But also your concept of like how much money that is changes, I think. Mm-hmm. And so I actually don't know if I'm making more than I I did in my baby stripper year, it feels like less. Mm-hmm. But I I think that I'm making more money as I age and get better at my job, mm-hmm. you know? And so I do think that there's a sort of like baby stripper year where you're like shiny and you, and then you have this drop-off point. And then if you keep going, it can really get better. Because I've had I've heard a lot of women in the industry say that they are making better money now than they did when they first started. And of course, that comes with practice and experience and sales skills and all of the, you know, assets that go into stripping. And I've never, I've never heard someone say she's too old to be a dancer or like she looks too old. I don't want to go for a dance with her. In fact, the two clubs that I've worked at, um, the older dancers, like are the top sellers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I knew two women at this club um, in their mid-40s, and they, like, cleaned house every mm-hmm. night. And they were there, like, seven nights a week. Yeah. Like, they were, like, hustling um, great. And, like, they obviously stayed in, like, great physique, like, and whatever you think that looks like. Yeah. Um, what I perceived as good physique, you know, very um, toned, like, healthy. Like, every time I see them in the re- in the change room, they're, like, eating salads and, like, you yeah. know, like, high protein and, like, you know, like, not, like, getting McDonald's or whatever. They're feeling um, the effects on the knees. They're taking care of their body. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, yeah, I think 
marketing wise, yes. Saying you're 21 sells better. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, because men are pervs. <laughs> um, but you definitely, and like also too, I think people like when they know you're like in your like late 20s, 30s, or you've been dancing for a long time, they're like, oh, I can't pull shit on her. Yeah. If they're shitty. But that's also not the customers you want, anyways. Um, and I've had like a lot of really good customers that so, like I don't want to go for a dance with a 19 year old. I feel inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Like, so I think like for every Jared Freed on the UOP has a saying, he goes, there's a, there's a shoe for every foot mm-hmm. or there's like a seat for every lap or a seat for every butt or something like that. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's true, right? Like it's just how you learn, yeah, how to market yourself. You learn how to like take care of yourself. Like I think the biggest thing for having longevity in this industry, like we've said numerous times, is like taking care of your physical health and taking care of your fucking mental health. And also and like avoiding burnout. learn skills because mm-hmm. that's the other thing that I've noticed is that when you are younger and, you know, in your prime for the perverts. <laughs> um, <laughs> pervert prime. Pervert prime. Um, you don't have to market yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be good at sales because mm-hmm. people will just buy from you because you're you're this like ideal mm-hmm. version that they're mm-hmm. looking for. And I think the girls that fall off or like don't continue in this industry never learned sales skills, never learned how to market themselves. Mm-hmm. That are like it, you know, could the girls that really thrive could sell a dance behind like a curtain. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that is like continuously like educating and learning will help you and your stamina as well yeah and you know lola davina who wrote thriving in sex work she said that the older she got the more money she made because she found customers who didn't want to spend time with 19 year olds and you know she had a lot more in common with these wealthy you know businessmen or men um that wanted to spend time with her uh when she when she was when she got older yeah no, 100%. Completely agree. Um, all right. Before we get into our listener questions, we have some quizzes. We might do two just because they kind of uh, play off each other. So the first one is dating non-negotiables. Perfect. <laughs> um, a couple seasons we went back, a couple seasons back, we uh, would do red flag or deal breaker mm-hmm. so it's kind of like a little throwback yeah exactly this brings me back <laughs> okay so the first one is they have goals and hobbies fair I, or unnecessary i feel like we're gonna yeah fair obviously should yeah I, I think those are like very different things though goals like goals and hobbies yeah um i said fair yeah and 95 percent of people said fair yeah um likes hugging enjoys physical touch yeah, same. Yeah, I need that too. Same or not for me. 85% of the same. Can you su- can support themselves as independent? Necessary. Necessary. <laughs> That'd be wild. Uh, no hateful behavior towards any group of people. Yes, duh, or meh, no. Yeah. Is this just trying to weed out like Who's bigots a racist, and racist? Piece of shit? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's uh, like tracks your phone. <laughs> okay, yeah, these are all like kinda... Yeah. Good friend, obviously. Sorry, this is a bad one. Good friend, obviously. Calm person can control their anger. What? These are the bare minimums. And then the what last man one randomly, made this. The last. <laughs> yeah, what in the bare minimum is this? Yeah. What, Va- what Vancouver man made this? Yeah. <laughs> and then the last one's non-smoker. Yeah, I must, to be honest. Yeah, I couldn't do a non-smoker. That was actually a, more of an even split of 66 versus 34. Interesting. That's because vaping is shit, right, too? Yeah. I mean, I don't think I could date someone who vapes. It smells nice, though, at least. 
Yeah, but like people just do it in the most obnoxious places. Yes, this is true. Like I don't want to smell your tutti frutti bullshit. Like <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> in your face, yeah. In your face. Or like yeah, it's unhinged behavior. People just like vape in your face. Oh yeah. Um, okay, so that one was not a win. That was a very odd little quiz. I, I like that. I, just, <laughs> I should have to maybe look over them next time. Okay. <laughs> no, I like the spontaneity of absolute trash. Absolute trash, yeah. <laughs> like all the Vancouver men. <laughs> yeah, true. Okay, so this one is, do you have a fine taste in or garbage taste in men? <laughs> do you have a fine taste in garbage men? <laughs> uh, I, have, I have refined my taste in garbage men. Uh, smash or pass on the celebrity crushes to find out. Okay. Okay, Chris Evans. Smash. Yeah, he's very funny. Tom Holland. Oh, you loved him. No, pass. Oh, no. Who's somebody like? Another little twinky one uh, from that aviation show movie. What? I've never seen aviation. No, it's not. It's not called aviation. <laughs> uh, Tom Cruise. He's an aviator. Like oh, top top. Oh, okay. I would. He's not twinky. Really? He's a hot, hot man. Okay. Oh, I love him. <laughs> okay. Tom Holland. I'd pass too. Pass, he's yeah. too little. Jordan Fisher, pass. pass. Uh, Matt, Matt Bomer, pass. I don't my type either. Pass. Nick Jonas, pass. pass. <laughs> Ross Lynch, I can't unsee him in uh, my friend Dalma. Oh yeah, that's what he was in. Mm-hmm. Pass. Honestly, I'd smash. <laughs> <laughs> you just made him hotter. Uh, Darren Chris, pass. Yeah, pass. And Harry Ooh. Shum Jr. I'd probably smash. Shum? Pass. I have no taste. I have no taste. <laughs> <laughs> you have no taste. Yeah, you don't have any taste. Just kidding. We just might have way different tastes. Um. Yeah. I. Who's your celebrity crush? <sighs> this is so easy. Are you serious? Uh, um. Yeah. <laughs> What's his name? Henry uh, Cavill. Oh, obviously. Um. Yes, Henry Cavill is like my forever fucking crush i think he is the epitome of the perfect physique um obviously tom Selleck too has been mm-hmm. like my long-term crush forever mm-hmm. which are very similar looks right they're both tall like broader guys hairy chest facial hair like yeah okay no i'm good on that mm. Ew. miles teller or riley's showing me a photo a for us, this little creepy what miles teller man. man she loves he's a boy literally a child <laughs> literally he's 36 child no tom Selleck and uh henry cavill are like my like perfect specimen of men and then i also really have a hard on for evan peters okay yeah from american horror story yeah i'm just looking at pictures of miles okay, so now we've lost her <laughs> okay before she goes off to the bathroom um <laughs> let's answer a few listener emails and All questions right. before we go all right i gotta have some water hang on <laughs> oh my god it's not water baby is it what is it vodka go on <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, what does it smell weird? What is this? <laughs> no, you grabbed it. Oh, protein? Yeah, it's protein shake. Because oh. I'm a big gym bro. <laughs> <laughs> protein. protein. <laughs> okay, so listener emails and questions. Do you have any book recommendations relating to sex work slash the industry? The Scarlet Letter was amazing. So she's referencing Scarlet Letters by Jenny Nordback, which is about dom work in an LA dungeon. And it is a great book. Mm-hmm. I recommend it to everyone. Yeah, I've mentioned to this podcast. Yeah, so... Um, you've mentioned, uh, uh, Lola Davina. Yeah. Um, thriving in sex work. We've, this is like my holy grail of like sex work book. It's like, it's like 
going to therapy yeah, for sex workers. It's I so brilliant. Would a hundred percent recommend um the audiobook version. Her mm-hmm. voice is incredible. It's very soothing. I yeah. I, I, I really liked it. I felt like it really worked through some whorephobia, like internalized whorephobia mm-hmm. that I was dealing mm-hmm. with sort of my first year of dancing. Yeah. No, that Lola Davina, she does great books. Um, that's Thriving in Sex Work. If you liked Scarlet Letters by Jenny Nordback, which is more like a fun read and like a peek into sex work, then I would recommend The Beaver Show by Jack Francis. Mm, yes. Hilarious. Fun read. I've read it so many times. Um, Cam Girl by Isa Mazia, uh, which I probably butchered her name. It's about cam models. It's also, there's a movie called um cam. cam girl to cam which is like quite different it's more like a thriller horror but the cam girl book she wrote um is quite good too um quite enjoyed that one similar kind of style to scarlet letters and then strip city by uh lily uh, barana documents her kind of trip going through the states and and dancing before her retirement um if you want more of like an educational um less comedic book, I would recommend Work, Money, and Duality by Raven Bowen, um, Mm -hmm. a very well-respected academic. And then also Revolting Prostitutes um, by Molly Smith and Juno Mack. And they do more about the um, legality of sex work and the problems with that and the criminal justice system. Um, So those are a little more educational reads by uh, Raven Bowen. And then the other one, Revolting Prostitutes by Molly Smith and Juno Mack. I have a couple that's um, on my to-read list, so I can't um, say how these will be. But um, on my Goodreads, I have Hustling Verse, an anthology on sex works poetry. Mm. Um, that's by Amber Dawn, Justin Ducham, and Greg Schofield. Mm. Um, coming out like a porn star, essays on pornography, protection, and privacy by Gisley, Joanna Angel, uh, and Annie Sprinkle. Uh, Whip Smart, a memoir by Melissa Phoebos. This is my real name, Stripper's Memoir, a memoir by Sid V. Brunette. Um, and Playing the Whore, a work of sex work, uh, a work of sex work uh, by Melissa Jaya Grant and Insatiable Porn, a Love Story by Asa Akira are all on my to-read mm. list. So oh, yeah, I want I want to read Isaac Harris one. Yeah. Um I also have Damn Shame by David Um Pepsner uh on mine as well to read. Mm, I'm and, listening to the audiobook of that right now. Oh yeah. I I want to maybe try to get him on because I think it would be um he's a um a male sex worker and he's an um in his like later years as a male sex worker. So mm-hmm. um that's would be a very interesting topic. So I might uh hit him up and see if he would like to join us. But yeah take a take a read or listen to those ones and feel free to message us if you guys have any suggestions for uh sex worker books yeah. that you've loved hated want to read etc and then another question here what are your ladies nighttime routines um i circle mine uh cycle mine i should say um i do a retinol a couple times a week i do a um like a exfoliate a couple times a week and then i just do a moisturizer a couple times a week i've been really liking the ista laurel ista laurel is that is that it i don't know it's like the (laughs) the one that's like kind of for old women but it's really nice my mom uses it too but yeah interesting yeah 
Um, if I work, I'll shower with antibacterial soap, wash hair, and then throw a hair mask in. I love a nighttime hair mask. Mm-hmm. And then I throw on my little bonnet. I look very sexy oh, at yeah, nighttime. Oh, yeah, I wear a bonnet, too. And then I um, do a tea tree astringent and then a lightning serum I've been using, which I really like, or now retinol, which is like mm-hmm. the bane of my existence, but yeah. that's fine. And then I drink uh, chamomile tea. Mm-hmm. For a little bit of honey, the honey you got me from New Zealand, which is very tasty. Yes, manuka honey is very manuka good for you. honey. I have a glass of that because Camille is supposed to be good for anxiety and stress and good for sleep. And then I take a magnesium pill before bed every night. And then I have my little bonnet on. I throw my hair, I, my eye mask on. Mm-hmm. And then I lower myself into bed like a vampire. <laughs> I do not move position all night. And then my dog Bentley comes in, like cuddles up to my left side. Yeah. And then he puts his little head usually like underneath my boob like a creep and then we fall asleep nice and then i rise with the sun <laughs> my blackout curtains yeah yeah i wear a bonnet too especially because i have extensions yeah, satin bonnet yeah take care of your hair yeah my biggest recommendations yeah retinol wear a bonnet do a high um a nighttime hair mask um fucking light light canceling eye masks are a fucking game changer especially because i live in like a very bright loft mm-hmm. um so, yeah, it's very bright in the morning. I do like waking up and seeing light. So, like, it's nice to, like, once I remove them, I'm like. <laughs> yeah. That was my big thing. When I was living in Germany, um, they had these, like, blackout, blackout curtains that would be on the outside of the house. Um, and I hated waking up to a dark room. It was the worst. So I would always just leave them open and then just put a night mask on because then it falls off sometime during the night because I move around. Um, and then... Yeah, it was like I got to wake up to the sun. It was lovely. It's the best way to wake up. What would be yeah. my ideal, actually, is having electric curtains that were on a timer. Mm. I wonder if you could do that with mine. Mine are electric. Oh, probably. Might be able to. Yeah, there was like an app for the ones that I had in oh, Germany. Yeah, this was like to. five years ago. Huh. Yeah, they were ahead of the time. Hmm. They are very ahead of time. Um. All right. And then we are... Running short or long on time, but it's our season finale, so you guys deserve it. And uh, before we wrap up, since we are leaving you for a little quick in-between season hiatus, because mostly we need to get our schoolwork done (laughs) and work the busy months of work. So um, we are going to leave you with some podcast recommendations to listen to. By all means, re-listen to every single one of 50 Plus Tip podcast episodes. Uh, remind us what we've embarrassingly told you guys over the years. Well, let's not. <laughs> Bring yeah. us back down memory lane. What have been your favorite episodes? What have been your favorite stories? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let us know which yeah which episodes have been your favorite. Yeah. But if you're sick of hearing our voice, I opened it up to the Instagram world to suggest other podcast, podcast recommendations. And these are the ones that came in the most. So one was Girls Gotta Eat, uh, The Hustler Podcast, uh, Multi Amory, High Brow Judges, Everyone Has an X, You Are Good, This Ends at Prom, The Bold and the Beautiful, or The Bald and the Beautiful, um, They Talk Sex Podcast, and another one's called Cancelled, and then another one says, It's kind of emotionally goopy, but I love We Can Do Hard Things by Glennon Doyle. And uh, what has been your, what are your podcast listens? What are you going to be listening to during our hiatus? Um, I am a diehard fan of um, My Favorite Murder. Mm. Oh, uh, still, you're still going for them. Yeah, absolutely. Two times a week. Absolutely. The mini-sode and then the regular episode. I love it. 
Mm. Um, and then if you guys want something sex work related, the oldest profession podcast is good. Mm-hmm. They're around a long time. Yeah. 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 I listen to Batches. Um, Batches Media has like a bunch of different podcasts. So I listen to their main one with Jordana, Sammy, mm-hmm. and I can't remember the other girl's name right now. Um, that one's good. And then they have You Up, which is obviously Jared Fried, Jordana Abrams. Love them. Yep. Love their stand up. Um, and then Best Friends, Nicole Byers is hilarious. Dark History. I love Bailey Sarian. So she has Dark History and she has Makeup Murder Mystery Mondays. So uh, one's a true crime um, podcast and she's very fun and, and I like her energy. And then the Dark History is telling you about like crazy stuff that happened back in history that kind of has mm-hmm. been you don't learn about in history class. Um, yeah, yeah. You're, you're Dead to Me was like a cute uh, little history one that I was listening to for a while by the BBC Radio. Mm-hmm. And then every time at night before I go to bed, which I should have mentioned this in my nighttime routine, I put on Lore, mm-hmm. which is a podcast. It's like a short 30-minute podcast that tells you like creepy lore stuff. I'm Erin Menke. And, and this, this is Lore. lore. <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as I hear that, I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. And like, obviously, Riley and I, we travel a lot together. So whenever at nighttime we're in the same room, we put it on and oh. we're both like done. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. So, and then I'm also starting to like Lights Out, which is a new true crime one I just started uh checking out as well um but yeah i mean i listened to a bunch of oversharing is another betches podcast it's like therapy uh yeah those are those are kind of my top ones right now um so you should be um you should be busy in our absence and yeah i will keep posting polls and all that good stuff on the instagram you guys can find us on instagram at 50 plus a tip pod or email at 50 plus a tip pod at gmail.com or 50 plus a tip at gmail.com and slide the dms with questions comments uh, love, just more love. Don't yeah, worry. Just love us. A just love bit. us. <laughs> and yeah, share the share the podcast with your friends, people you think would enjoy it. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe on all the platforms wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to check out this season's sponsors: X Nine, Livian Lashes, and Shoot with Joshua. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, we Thanks. are gonna take. We should be back. <laughs> No, let's not promise. Never. <laughs> yeah, we'll let's not wait. promise. We will come back in January. We might be back earlier, depending on how we feel. But we will be back in January. Look, we'll be back at some Eventually, point. you will hear our voices again. We'll make our return. <laughs> um, thanks so much for an incredible third season. I can't believe we're 150 episodes in. Third season. What did I say? Sixth season. <laughs> we're six seasons in. I thought I said third. Yeah, we're our sixth season in. <laughs> excuse me (laughs) hello (laughs) whoa okay see we need a break yeah yeah thanks for an incredible six seasons (laughs) oh did you have a stroke yeah dude my brain has been like un coping not coping oh my oh god okay we're gonna let you go because she's going downhill very quickly you're dreaming you're You're dreaming uh okay yeah great (laughs) this is lore uh great Six season. One, two, three, four, five, I've, six. I've said third like multiple times this, this episode. I, know. I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just let you run with it sometimes. <laughs> I can't it. always embarrass you. Um, but yeah, no, it was a great season. As always, love having you with me, my dear. Thank you for uh showing up at your best self. <laughs> However, that doing is. your darndest. <laughs> doing your darndest. As always, have a wonderful week and happy. Horing. And we will see you soon for seventh season. <laughs> <laughs> or fourth. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye.
And a huge thank you to our amazing sponsors, X9, which is a local Vancouver swimwear and exotic wear company that was started out of the love for creativity, art, and experimentation. It began in a showroom in 2018 located in the heart of East Vancouver and with the original spirit of the brand in mind to create fun and unique pieces for sex workers, dancers, performers, and the queer community to express their confidence and sexuality. Find them on Instagram at x9bikini. Also, shout out to Olivia and Lash, um, our lovely sponsor for bringing our lashes to life. Whatever your poison, simple classics, wispy, dramatic, colored, and even bottom lashes, Liz is truly a master of them all. You can find her on Instagram at Livian Lash, that's L-A-V-I-E-E-N-L-A-S-H, and let her know that 50 Plus A Tip sent you to get $20 off your first visit. Have a wonderful week. And happy whoring. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.